And welcome to another wonderful episode of Old Fart Sports. I'm the Old Fart, and I've got a couple of wet ones with me. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> there's Parker over there. He is known as P. Huff. And we've got Rory over here, and that's known as Roar Dog. Welcome, gents. How's it going, guys? Happy going. to be here. So we're going to be talking about all kinds of different things in the world of sports. And as a matter of fact, today we're going to start off talking about 1967. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about the Ice Bowl. You guys know much about the Ice Bowl? The what? The what? The Ice Bowl. The Ice Bowl. Yeah. No, yeah. no I don't My know. My grandma had a kitchen. She had a bowl and she had ice in it. Not the case. The okay. Ice Bowl actually happened in 1967. And yes, I was alive in 1967. And there was another guy at that time that was alive, and he always wanted to know what the heck was going on out there. And as a matter of fact, he might even sound similar to this. Uh That guy, that's Vince Lombardi. And Vince Lombardi was the coach of the Green Bay Packers. And Vince was a, he was a heck of a guy. He was a guy, he was a piss pot. And a piss pot is somebody that you don't want to anger. He's kind of like that old guy on the lawn kind of guy. Like, yeah, like yeah. you. Kind of like me. You just don't want to get in my way. You don't. You want to leave me some elbow space so I can elbow you in the gut. I can knock your cush on the ground. Hey. Or tush on the ground. Don't touch my cush. So a little bit about the Ice Bowl. It was indeed New Year's Day. Uh, excuse me, New Year's Eve Day in 1967 in Lambeau Stadium, Curly Lambeau Field, if you will. Curly, of course, he had his Green Bay lore and, you know, Vince Lombardi also. Well, there was a guy that was on the other side of the field who he was pretty much Mr. Cowboy, and that was Tom Landry. And Tom and Vince were two guys that were, they were like this. And for those that you can't see, like obviously, what? they were like this. Hmm. They oh. Well, actually, I think they were joined at the hip at one okay. point. And that was when we, they were with the New York Giants. One was an offensive coordinator. That would have been Vince Lombardi. Tom Landry was a defensive coordinator. Those two were joined at the hip when they were with the Giants. So I believe they're under Ali Sherman. That, none of that's important. What's important is that when they woke up the very next day, this being the day of the game, it was one of the coldest days. I mean, it was colder than heck. Colder than ice? Colder than ice. ice you didn't cold. even need a bowl. You could have just put the ice on your patio, and it really would have been the same. All right. Had a chance to talk to a, a person that we know, Mark. His last name yeah. will be held out for now. But Mark was actually back in Green Bay during the game. Wow. When when that game was being uh, played, and he was talking about how normally he would go for a little run. And he mm-hmm. said that day he didn't even want to go for a run. He couldn't even no. get a dog to go with him for a run. Jeez. Even his Siberian Husky, which he didn't have, he couldn't get to go with him. Right. I mean, that's how cold it was. And he was talking about the like the, the factories and everything. How normally you see a, a smokestack coming out of a factory in the – the smoke billows up. Well, the cold coldness of the temperature even made the smoke not want to come out of the smokestack. So that's how cold it was. I believe it was 13 degrees below zero, oh 36 gosh. degrees below zero in in uh, you know your your factor of wind chill. So indeed, it was a cold day there in Green Bay, and you know it was a a, a day that a lot of Green Bay Packer fans were there. 
they didn't hide out. They didn't stay home. They actually traveled out of their home and went to the game because that's just what you do. That's what you do. You know, it's like now it's like, it's too cold. I don't want to go to the game. Would you guys have gone? Hell yeah. I would have been there. Yeah. Hell to the yeah. Before, during, and after, baby. What would you have been doing all that time to stay warm? Kind of what you're doing now? Yeah, drink and beer. Some, uh, drink a beer sides. or drink a whiskey? Probably whiskey, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Got to start from shops. the inner. Ooh, there you go. There's oh. a little fireball going on. <laughs> a little double high-low, double high-low. <laughs> it says at kickoff it was three degrees Fahrenheit. That's wrong. With a wind chill of minus 17. See, those are all wrong. Those are all wrong. That just That's proof that you can actually put whatever you want on the internet. We're going to say it was 13 degrees below and it was 36 wind chill. Actually, by the time that that game was over, it was 148 degrees below, below. zero wind chill. Wow. It oh was so cold that you couldn't talk. It was so cold that the the officials on the field would have the – they would stick. those those uh, What are those things they blow? Yeah. Those. They would stick. The field must have been just a frozen tundra. I mean, it must have been just ice. It was. That's How why they, they call it the ice bowl. Uh, very carefully. Very careful. Very cold. They played so cold that some of the players were known to uh, have frostbite on their toes that lasted, the, obviously, the rest of their lives. Those Man. poor guys. But it wasn't cold enough that the Packers couldn't come through with the victory. Uh, 17-14 was the score. Bart Starr sneaking it through in the last uh, last minute. You know what? You know what they should have done. They should have put uh, some heating elements underneath the field to uh, to keep it uh, to keep it warm. I'm glad you brought that up because it's exactly what they did. You must no have been way. Re- you oh must have been gosh. reading the internet too and, and understood Holy. what's going on here. They did, and actually that was one of Vince Lombardi's uh, brainchilds, if you will, a brain brain kid brain. I don't know. It wasn't an aneurysm. That's left for John Olerud. Okay. But oh, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry, John. I don't know if you're out there listening, but we apologize, or at least I do. The, the wet ones, they didn't say anything I did. Oh, me, me, the old fart. So anyway, it's actually what Vince Lombardi came up with, that great idea. And he came up with an idea of doing that only because Paul Brown was somebody that when he was with the Giants, they coached against Paul Brown of the Cleveland Browns. Yes, that, that team. Mm-hmm. And whenever they, they played against John, uh, Paul Brown, uh, they actually tried to get some ideas of how to make their games better and, and things, little ways they could kind of cheat. Yeah. And one of the things that Vince decided to do was actually, you were correct. He put, I little, was? you oh were gosh. correct. Good it's like you, you pulled it out of your down. hat and you're not even wearing a hat. You're one of the two guys that, that I'm looking at and one of them doesn't have a hat on and that's you. So you couldn't hide it underneath your hat, but indeed you you pulled that one out from underneath your hat. Vince Lombardi did put some heating coils underneath the field. The only problem is, is he forgot about condensation. Hmm. And uh, I go look at you guys' glasses and 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 cans. There's yeah. a lot of condensation on there. There is. So see, that's the same thing that happened to uh, Vince Lombardi. There was some condensation, and that created a little bit of a slip and slide, double high low, if you will on the field for everybody from Carol Dale to Boyd Dowler to, well, it got so cold in the game that bullet Bob Hayes, who yes, he won a 100 yard dash in the Olympics. He was known as bullet, as I just said. (laughs) And 
He noticed Wonder that why. he was because he was fast. He wasn't half-assed. He was really half-fast. And the other fat, the other part of him was fast too. But any, you know. Uh, so what he would do is he would actually take his hands and put his hands down into his. Uh, uh, well, you know, <laughs> where they could stay warm. You know, I think I know what that. you're talking about. Yeah, he would he would put in there and make sure that his hands stayed warm. But they realized that every time he did that, they would throw the ball to him. So he kind of uh, was tipped off yeah. by the coaches that, you know, you, you got to gotta be smarter than those guys over yeah. there. So they decided to uh, have him quit putting his hands down there where they'd get warm. And the, the heating pad that was inside of his pockets, I think this, yeah. That's, uh, that's the correct terminology. For yeah, sure. well, you got to be kind of careful. Okay, you don't have to be careful. Okay, he put his hands down in his pants and he kept them warm. <laughs> so you got to be careful when you do that. Anyway, that's, you know, the Ice Bowl. It was one of the legendary events that happened in the uh, yesteryear. And with that, uh, you know, uh, they kind of don't really uh, play in the cold as much as they do because nowhere else is it that cold. Right. You yeah. know, they did have the Super Bowl one year in Minnesota. Minnesota. And it was real cold out, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it oh. was so cold out there that uh, they oh, decided, you don't you know, and uh, they decided they was going to have the game inside there because it's uh, when it's called a, a dome, it's usually inside. So they played it at the Metrodome, and there you go. It was inside. But huh. uh, I remember they had one in um, New York. They did and, at MetLife. Yeah, and uh, they were praying that it was not going to be a snowy day. And eh, they lucked out. They that lucked was, out. That was a chipper one. That was that was cold. That was that was cold, but you know it was a little blustery, but not. It wasn't uh, ice bowl cold. It was not ice bowl cold. Uh, that's that's uh, the way that goes. Mm -hmm. That's the way that goes. Yeah. So uh, speaking of the way that goes, there's a little bit of baseball that's going on right now. And, there sure uh, is. You know, I. I don't want to keep it all about the old fart stuff because then you know just be old farts like me that that uh, get to talk about all that kind of stuff so let's talk a little bit about baseball so roar dog why don't you talk to us a little bit about baseball and what uh, what your beloved yankees are doing well you know they've been uh they've been absolutely crushing the the past uh three games um, really yeah i mean the first three games of the playoffs they they scored i think 31 runs they had two grand slams um but you know they're they're facing this uh, Tampa Bay pitching staff that is is quite spectacular, um, and we'll see how this series turns out. Uh, I think the Yankees can hit, but uh, we definitely got some some holes in our starting lineup or starting uh, starting pitching staff. So we'll see how it how it turns so out. So you, as a big Yankee fan, are you kind of holding out hope that you get a chance to play the Dodgers? That would be great. That would I think that'd be a great World Series. I mean, I think I think we we match up really well. And P Huff, what's your thought about a Dodger Yankee World Series? Is that kind of like? <gasps> yeah, I just don't Ooh. think it would be competitive. Um, Lies. So I'm not really into it. I, There's no fake news you delivered there either, is there? No, none. No, no, no. Parker, you look like you have a hell of a lot going on in your mind. So why don't you spit it out? What's on your mind? Well, the Yankees are cheating. Uh, What's new? But, oh, man. <clears throat> but I don't think they're going to get it done. Um, 
they may move on against these Rays, but th- this Rays team is pretty fun to watch, man. They really are. They they're just full. It's a full roster of good players, no all stars, and I like watching a team like that. Kind of like a team full of piss and vinegar. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah, I just did. Right, right. Yes. Uh, and then you know another series I got my eye on is uh, this Houston and uh, Oakland series. That's two teams that have a bat in their hands for an apparent reason because they like to hit each other's pitching yeah, out of the park. They've uh, they've also had some bad blood this year, a mm-hmm. uh, little brawl on the field, mm-hmm. and it's been very competitive, very competitive. So I, I'm excited to see who advances there. You know, obviously the uh, Astros with a little scandal, which, um, you know, the Yankees will be dealing with. Wait a minute, the there was future. a scandal? Oh, there was a scandal. It was quite scandalous. Yeah, yeah. Word dog, are you going to let that happen? There was scandal going on in baseball. I'm, I'm still mad about that. I mean, you didn't you didn't penalize him at all. Being what the, the old, hell, Rob and that's Manfred? the problem. What the heck? Being you know? the old fart here, I was thinking about the Black Sox back in 1919. For gosh sakes, I wasn't thinking about a recent scandal. What 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 transpired there? Uh, there were some buzzers. There was buzzards. Yeah. Were they flying around? No, there's no, 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 no D. Oh, buzzers. Oh, yeah, they were they were tipping pitches basically. Uh, Can you say that three times real quick? They were tipping pitches. They were tipping pitches. They were tipping pitches. Basically, he did that pretty well. I so, like that. That was good. Um, that was really good. Yeah, it's kind of a shame to see, and and like Rory alluded to, uh, really bad on the MLB in my opinion for not penalizing them uh, further. Because in my mind, if I'm a GM, what happened to the Astros getting to keep their championship and and really have no other penalty other than getting rid of their manager, uh, that's worth it, you know? Totally I mean, worth it. It's worth doing the crime. Yeah. The uh, the penalty sure. that you face for it. So well, and then you have the, the lack of fans, so it really kind of ends up not you know there's no ridicule there yeah i think at these games where the astros are away teams quote-unquote away teams they should have booing piped into the stadium i mean that's what they would be facing if you were <laughs> that's true you were playing at oakland at the coliseum you have six thousand people at the stadium they would be all on the astros what about a dunk tank that would work wouldn't it you, <laughs> For you just have a well obviously the astros would be in the dunk tank but I think they should have a – well, they could have a drunk tank. They do in most stadiums, but a dunk tank would even work better. Yeah, it could. You know, the one thing that I think they should have done for the Houston Astro fans that would be in attendance next year is that they actually put a black border around the pennant that they're going to hang up. So nobody's going to – can you imagine? You're there and you're a Giants fan. What do they have the black border for? I don't know. We'll ask an Astros fan. Why do they have the black border around that? Crickets. It's because we cheated. We cheated, and that's the remembrance for us that we cheated. How about mm-hmm. this? How about you put a two-year postseason ban on the team? So they have to play 168 games for nothing, twice. See, I think what they should have done is they should have, yeah, it's 162, 168, 512. It doesn't matter. Uh, unless you're Mel Ott, then 512 would come into effect. But <laughs> then, you know, there's there's a situation about, uh, you know, the, the coat. Is there a virus going around? 
I heard something about it, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's affected baseball to the point where they've cut back from 176 games to 162, now to 60. Okay, they never had 176 no, games scheduled. They had 154 in the olden days, and then it's 162. And I think they've proven that you only really need 60 games to keep everybody in, involved and thinking and caring. And then they expanded the playoffs to 16 games. I kind of liked this season. I yeah. know a lot of purists, and I'm a purist. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the 16-team six, format is great, although the first round, you know, seeing the White Sox go out in a three-game series, if that would have been five and you play in in, uh, in the south side in Chicago, that mm-hmm. might have been different, you know. Mm-hmm. So giving these teams three games at one ballpark, I you don't gotta, know. Y- yeah, you got to think too, though. If if there were fans involved, uh, the format could still work, I think. But um, it w- it was certainly interesting. I I like an expanded playoff, and I think there's maybe a middle ground between 162 and 60, uh, where you could, you know, keep pitchers healthy, keep players healthy. What about a hundred games? Yeah, hundred. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, start playing the first of May, you know, and start doing it, getting it done. But yeah, I think I, I think in every sport uh, through the through this whole pandemic, the changes that have had to been made, and then um, seeing how it has actually worked out pretty well for for a lot of different sports, um, I think there's going to be some changes. I think there's going to be some reevaluation by for sure. by multiple leagues, and I'm excited to see what comes out of that. But, um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying the MLB playoffs so far. I really am. I have actually enjoyed it to a point that uh, I can't stand it. It's driving me nuts. Okay. I can't stand no, it. it. What is it, that it's about? Just, what? It's, no, I don't mean I'm a, a hater. I just mean I can't stand it. It's so much excitement. How yeah. are you going to – you can't help but enjoy it. So one of the things that we want to do is we want to talk to you guys about baseball and what's going to happen the rest of this week. Is there some thoughts you guys have with the series that are going on and what you want to see happen? Yes. Far away? Yes, there is. Uh, Atlanta's going to advance. Um, I don't know for sure that Oakland is going to advance, but I sure hope they do. Please, God, please. I... Really love the Padres, but I also think the Dodgers deserve it. Um, so whoever wins that series, I'm going to be okay with. And then if the Rays don't win this series against the Yankees, my gosh, I'm uh, I'm going to be excited to see the Yankees lose in the next round. That's all I'll say. Uh, I could not disagree more. Okay. Uh, Why? Are you a Yankee fan? Yes, I am. Oh. Yes. Love the Yankees. Oh. Uh, but I'm not one of those typical Yankee fans. What's a typical Yankee fan? Very loud, brash, in your face, annoying. I'm not that person. But the Yankees cool. have a, a, a lineup that doesn't resemble that this year, I think. They have DJ LeMahieu. Annoying. Who, oh, my gosh. I think is the best player in the league. He, great hitter. Great hitter, home run hitter, power hitter, puts the ball in play. Can play any position in the infield, maybe not short. Uh, I think this is the year for them. They finally have their lineup. They've got Judge, Stanton, LeMahieu, Torres, uh, 
You got a f- slew of outfield players that you can put in. And you got Garrett Cole. So I think this is the year. And like you said before, Kev, a World Series with the Dodgers and the Yankees, must-see TV. I don't know if I'd go that far, but <laughs> we're going to leave that to you guys. It's your opinion, so we'll let that be. Uh, I know that the gentleman to my right, your left if you're in the listening audience, that would be <laughs> the guy that's the Boston Red Sox fan, and yeah. I think he would disagree with anything. Oh, yeah. Are said. they in the playoffs this year? I don't, I don't I, think I so. I think they're taking a year off. They're taking a year off. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, after they traded their MVP uh, player. Yeah. to the Los Angeles. Well, like Wait, I said, Ted Williams they, isn't there anymore. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> they would have played a few more games, I think maybe. Uh you know, you'd see him, but yeah, it's a you know, we'll move on. Uh who do you got, Kev? That's what uh, I'm interested in. I I actually like the Montreal Expos. I think they're going to okay. do really well this year. You know, they're going to do so well that they're going to shock people. Yeah. They're gonna shock people that right out of their seats. I would be shocked. Yeah. I would yeah. be very shocked. talk a little bit about football if you will i know we started the show talking about football but p huff you've got some stuff you want to talk about you've got five teams that you're looking at uh doing something to the other team this week what's yeah that's right i got five games uh you know i think well it's week five so this is all about fives today for me uh we got five games i'll give you five fantasy guys to look out for and then you know i'll, get, I'll give you a five when you do that part way. i want to jump in on that but you, okay. you take the games yeah yeah uh so five games i think we'll do this most weeks um you know some of these are going to be because it's an intriguing matchup some of these are going to be because uh i like the way that you could bet on it and uh one of these is going to be because kevin's a cleveland browns fan what so uh this week We've got the L.A. Chargers at the New Orleans Saints. It's going to be actually a pretty fun game, I think. Uh, I Especially ha- if they keep it in New Orleans. Yeah. I hate to say it, but that guy Justin Herbert's looking pretty good. He's looking yeah, he pretty is. good. That, that's as tough as saying the Yankees are right on. Huh? It's basically the same thing. Yeah. 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 What we got this week is is the spread of New Orleans minus eight. That means that they are expected to win by eight or more, and I'm I would take it. Do you know the funny thing about that game is it may not be played in New Orleans. Where's it going to be played? Possibly in Indianapolis because of the the uh, hurricane that's uh, about ready to hit New Orleans. I didn't again. know that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, I sure hope but that doesn't happen. But one dome to wow. the other. <laughs> that's probably not what the people of New Orleans are saying, yeah, but it might be what not. what yeah. some of them are thinking. You know, it might be what some of them are thinking, especially Mrs. Breeze. Indianapolis versus your Cleveland Browns at your Cleveland Browns. Yes. Money line right now, minus two for Indy. Mm-hmm. This, uh, or, I'm number sorry, one the offense against the, the number one defense. That would be the spread, minus two for Indy. And I'm taking Cleveland at plus two. I don't know if they're going to win. I think they, they're going to win. They will win. But I would take Cleveland at plus two. You got the Los Angeles Rams at the Washington football team. What a name there. Which football team? The Washington one. Washington. Who's going to have a new quarterback this week, by the way. That's right. Haskins will be sitting. Yeah, I saw Haskins in practice watching the 
practice squad guy take snaps over him, a little video, Oof. he did not look happy. No, I, well, you can really blame him, but you can certainly go to the bank every Friday. That's absolutely true. But either way, we got the Rams favored to win uh, spread right now, minus seven and a half. So they're going to need to win by more than a touchdown, and I think that they will. Giants at the Cowboys. Both of these teams suck. Look pretty bad. <laughs> they uh, suck. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, but I think the Cowboys coming off a tough loss to uh, who was that? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. All I know is that uh, uh, Darnell Mouse Johnson. He uh, mispronounced the coach and mispronounced everything. Coach. He called, he called, uh, the, he called the coach Stefan, and, uh, you know, that's not his name. Either way, I think the Cowboys are going to bounce back in this one and handle the Giants. Right now the spread is minus 9.5 for the Cowboys, and I think they will win by 10 or more. Now, the last one I got, the Minnesota Vikings playing at Seattle. Right Great now, game. I, I agree. I think it's going to be actually a close game and a fun game to watch. Seattle is favored at minus seven. I'm going to say that Seattle wins the game, but they do not cover the spread. And I would take Minnesota at plus seven on that game. There you go. I like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at that game Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Metcalf, Russell Wilson, some. Could I say one other name? Yeah. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins? <clears throat> <clears throat> Kirk Cousins. Ew. Yeah. Whew. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. But uh, I'll give you another five for week five. It's a five-way parlay. Uh, taking the money line, meaning that you're just taking these teams to win the game outright. Los Angeles Rams, Cowboys, New Orleans Saints, Baltimore, and Arizona, I'm going to throw in there. Take those five on a five-way parlay on the money line. You'll be plus 100 and something, I would assume. And uh, that's a way for you to make some money this week on week five. Let's talk a little bit about fantasy football because almost everybody plays that, whether yeah. or not they want to or not. They are doing it because it's the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. If you've got friends, you can keep your friends. If you don't have friends, you can make friends. So fantasy football is... Fan get friendly. Get this, Kev. Rory and I, a couple of wet ones. Mm -hmm. Never played before this year. Really? We're both playing. He's in first and you're in second. How can you go wrong? I mean, I mean, yeah. Okay, you're not. He's not in second, but I, I wanted to make yeah. him feel okay. <laughs> I am in first in both the points in and record. Yes. We'll see this weekend though. The Bills. I'm hoping the Bills Titans game actually happens. But he hasn't we'll said see. we yet. He did earlier today. He said yeah. we. Yeah. Well, so okay. yeah, he's not. He's not like. Uh, you know, we who we have 307 yards last week rushing against the Cowboys, or <laughs> we had, you know, it's a lot of things we've done. But mm -hmm. I tell you who we has that's going to really have a good week, and that's Kareem Hunt. Yeah. And the reason is, is because everybody's freaking out. Oh, my God. Chubb's gone. Chubb's gone. Well, you seem to forget that Kareem Hunt, when he was in Kansas City, was the best running back in the league. And, uh, you know, he had a little slip up. He had a little Ray Rice episode and kind of, you know, yeah. he tipped over the bowl a little bit and kind of, you know, kicked uh, things around a little bit. Yeah. You know, just 
kind of did some bad stuff, but, uh, you know, I think Kareem Hunt's going to be somebody that uh, he's going to have a big week. He's going to have a huge game against Indianapolis. Huge. Huge. Tremendous. Huge. Don't you know? I concur, Kevin. You concur? Yeah. I'm glad. You're agreeable. That's life. That's life, and that's nice. Nice. Uh, another guy who I am kind of encouraged to see how he does is Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. 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 Brandon Ayuk mm-hmm. is a guy that can uh, make some plays happen. I concur. Yeah. He's, again, agreeable. Do you like that or what? The next guy I like is Justin Jefferson. And talking about mm-hmm. Minnesota and talking yes. about Seattle, here's an LSU guy. And, you know, all these LSU guys, uh, until last week, you hadn't seen a lot out of anybody. There was a guy I remember that he kind of made the other team uh, root against anybody other than an LSU team or player. And uh, But, yeah, Justin Jefferson, uh, wide receiver from Minnesota. He's the number two wide receiver, and he is definitely going to – he's going to have a good week against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, that secondary without Jamal Adams, man, he's probably going to go <clears throat> off. There's an LSU guy that uh, definitely uh, – you look at uh, – I looked at him on the sideline last week, and he was uh, he was doing his best cheerleader. He needed some pom-poms. And uh, <laughs> let's don't forget about David Johnson. You know, oh. there's a lot to forget about David Johnson, but his performance of this coming week is not one to forget about because he's playing Jacksonville. Are they going to get a win? They are going to get a win. I mean, they're 0-4. We'll see. They are, uh, they are 0-4, but they fired their coach and general manager, and they're bringing in Romeo. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? <laughs> He's going to be on the sideline. He's going to quit doing the uh, defensive coordinator job, and he's going to become a head coach again for one more week. So Romeo is going to be doing the thing the right way for the Houston Texans, and mm-hmm. that's – uh, giving the rock to David Johnson and letting David Johnson run wild. Romeo's a ledge. He is a Romeo ledge. Romeo is a ledge. Uh, he is a ledge. Belichick. Yes. Guy. He's one of those uh, one of those clones. Probably the best one that's uh, around now would be Vrabel, and they've got their own problems in Tennessee. They sure do. To the tune of about 16 people. Yeah. And yeah. it sounds like they may be uh, – they're going to be in a <laughs> – yeah, I almost said something really bad. <laughs> they're going to be f- – yeah, they're going to be fined is what they're going to be. And uh, then my, my fifth guy that I really like what he's going to do is, uh, well, none other than Robbie Anderson for Carolina. He's mm. going to do some wild things against Atlanta. So there's my five guys. You've got Kareem Hunt. You've got Brandon Ayuk. <coughs> you've got Justin Jefferson. You've got David Johnson. And you've got Robbie Anderson, two running backs and three wide receivers that are going to go off. That's a great list. It great is a good list. list. What, what, are you, what do you got over there? All right, my five fantasy guys for week five. Number one, and this is in no particular order, you got Todd Gurley. I do like uh, what Gurley's going to bring. Gurley yeah. is going to bust loose this week. Yeah, Gurley's kind of been uh, a little quiet this year. Yes, he has been. He, he, he has been, especially on the yards portion of things. But uh, I think he's going to break out this week playing Carolina, giving up second most fantasy points in the NFL to the running back position so far this year. Seven rushing touchdowns in four weeks they've given up. And uh, Gurley is coming off of three touchdowns in the last two weeks, two last week. So I think Gurley is going to have a breakout game. 
at least one touchdown, and he, he's going to bump up the yards for really. I would bump say it up. the first time. So bump you're you're up. saying Gurley's not going to be like a girly man? Uh, yeah, exactly. He's going like to be that. more manly, I'd say. Uh, number two on my list is Tyler Lockett. This you know may not be much of a surprise to a lot of people. He's a fantastic player, but he really had an off week last week. And uh, playing against Minnesota, they give up a lot of big plays and a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. So uh, Lockett, definitely someone to watch out for. There's something that troubles me. When he comes up against a lockdown corner, what happens when you lock it and you lock down right. lock it? Is it's confusing. Really, it, it, I can see where it'd yeah. be really troubling. Well, he's he's so fast and quick. I think I think he'll be he'll be all right. He'll find the key. He'll find oh, the key. Nice. He man. will find the key. He'll bust loose. Is that what you're saying? He's he might gonna, pick it. He, he might pick it, and, he, <laughs> and he's going to have a bust-out game. So there you go. Man, Rory's on a roll. Uh, number three, believe it or not, I got Robbie Anderson. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He, he had eight receptions wow. and 100 receiving yards last week. Teddy Bridgewater, I'll tell you what, he's looking better. He really is. He uh, is. And, and I love Teddy. Good guy. Uh, does he wear two gloves? Or is on, that On his hands for no apparent reason, yes. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know. We'll never know. I guess because Michael Jackson isn't around anymore. Maybe he doesn't want to put his hands in his pants like that other guy. Well, it's not as cold there in Carolina. That's true. And, uh, yeah, Atlanta gives up a lot of receiving yards. So I think Robbie's going to have a nice game. Uh, number four on my list, Tyler Higbee. Tight I end really like Tyler Higbee. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Well, I don't know about him personally, but he's a damn good player. I know I that. Do. I, we're buddies, but are you? Yeah, he's a good pen guy, pals? good player. What pen pals? Oh no, we 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 used to hang, man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But uh, Rams, they're gonna have fantastic offensive game against Washington, who's really not the best defensively, giving up five touchdowns to tight ends in four weeks. You hear that? Oof. Five touchdowns. That's, That's another uh, five for that. Week really five. spells trouble for your uh, linebackers if you can't stop them from catching the football. Exactly. And my last one, two glove Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. He's gonna have a. He's gonna have another good game. He had a good one last week, and I think he's gonna continue it against the Atlanta defense. Uh, you need a backup quarterback or uh, having problems with your quarterback because <clears throat> of the, all the COVID things going on. Pick up Teddy. I'm happy for Teddy though, you know. He yeah. had a great, great tenure in uh, in uh, Minnesota. Kind of short, mm-hmm. you know. Went to uh, New Orleans, but now he's in, in Carolina. He's doing well, playing really well. And Teddy played his college football. I really liked him. And then Whoa. there was a guy that came behind him at that school, and uh, well, he's the MVP of the NFL. And you know, Whoa. so yeah, well, got to have the boxer rocks in your mouth, so. Uh, well, that's about it for today. We're uh, kind of done with everything. We've talked a little bit of ice bowl, and you know, we talked a little bit of baseball, and we talked some more football. And you know, the one there's one thing in closing that we didn't talk about. What's that? I, you know, in preparation for this, I kind of looked back into yesteryear, and 50 years ago, I was looking at the NHL draft, which has just taken place this last couple days. Yeah. And the NHL draft, you really have to be all over the world now. You have to have an atlas to see where these people are coming from. Right. 50 years ago, do you know there was only four Americans drafted and the rest were all Canadian? No. Every single player except for four were Canadian players. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, uh, I, hey, I, you guys, I can tell you guys are stunned. You're kind of you're kind of like uh, smoking Joe Frazier. Yeah. Smoking <laughs> Joe Frazier, don't you know? <laughs> That's incredible. So so what's the difference this year? Uh, well, it's not just this year. It's just uh, now the scouts uh, go all over the world looking yeah. for talent. Whereas before they used to go to the to the prairies in Canada. Yeah. Is there, you know, well, is there someone you like from that draft? Yeah, how about uh, the, uh, well, the Portland yeah, guy? I like the, the two winter Portland guys. guys. Yeah. I like Seth Jarvis. He was the first round pick. Mm-hmm. He goes to Carolina, and you got to like Cross Annis. And he, you know, he goes oh. off to well, he goes off to one of the original six. He goes to Detroit with the Red Wings. And you know, if you've not been out to a Winterhawk game and seen what Cross can do. Cross actually takes the puck and puts it on. I think I showed you this highlight. You may have. He takes the puck, puts oh, the puck yeah. on his stick, and then he he goes around behind the net and he puts the puck in behind the goalie, and the goalie's like, "What the hell just happened here?" Yeah, kind of sounds like Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going on out here? So, and uh, Cross does that uh, two different times at, at a game that I was at. What a name! But interestingly enough. It's called the Michigan goal, and now he's going to go to uh, Michigan there and uh, be able to do it. So, uh, Cross Hannes and uh, Clay Hannes. Hannes and Hannes on mm. the same team. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, see, that's only information you're going to be able to get right here on Old Fought Sports. That's right. So, next week, we're going to be talking about the 69 Miracle Mets. Yeah. Is the amazing Mets. They do away with the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs folded. And why did they fold? Well, we're going to have that answer for you next week because we're going to do it analytically with none other than our friend Jackson Thomas. He's JT, baby. JT. JT in the house. And I did see where JT's <laughs> going to be going off and uh, doing his analytical work for uh, a team that he just got hired for really? yesterday. Yes. So uh, some big stuff going on there. And uh, some of the other things that we're going to be looking at, we're going to be talking about the uh, 1866 Portland Pioneers, yes, that was Civil War era baseball. If you were ever playing in the backyard and you had a uh, first bouncer fly, it's a uh, resurrection of the rules of yesteryear. So we'll talk about that and some other things. So let's just remember, if you can't do it, don't do it at all. Right. Yep. We've had a lot of fun. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. So, gents, have a good week. See you next week. All right. This has been a Podland Productions production, recorded at Downstairs Studio in Portland, Oregon. For more information on Podland and for more Podland podcasts, go to podland.productions. While you're there, subscribe to the email newsletter for sneak peeks, giveaways, and more. Thanks for listening. Podland Productions.